0: Welcome to the SNS ICE podcast, your go-to source for the latest news and in-depth insights into the world of 6G in Europe. Join us as we dive into industry news, analyze the latest trends, and discuss the development of the new generation of cellular networks. Welcome, everyone, to this discussion about the way that 5G network applications are opening up new paths for monetization and how they will assist the creation of a new ecosystem of developers and the new market opportunities. My name is Ioannis Tonkos, professor at the University of Patras in Greece, and a member of, of the 5G Smart Networks and Services Steering Board. I'm involved in uh, several running uh, projects in a couple of as coordinator. Those are funded by the European uh, Commission. I also serve as program advisor for the 5G Territory Forum a major initiative that supports the promotion of 5G networks and their benefits to policy makers, business leaders and the society. It is my great pleasure to welcome to this discussion Dr. Bessem Sayadi, who is research manager at Nokia Berlin Labs and the chairman of the 5G Public Private Partnership Working Group on Smart Software Network. Dr. Sayadia, among his many other roles, has been coordinator of a major effort among many distinguished researchers from all over Europe in order to collectively prepare the white paper on network applications, the opening up of 5G networks, and beyond. On this topic, he will discuss about the 5G network applications that are seen today as future potential enablers for vertical industries, including Industry 4.0, automotive industry, autonomous vehicles, for example, government, tourism, culture, and so on and so forth, as driving forces for Europe's economy. We will discuss all the associated technical aspects of network applications and the topics that we have included in this white paper. So, Bessem, it is really a pleasure to have you with us. So, please briefly introduce yourself and uh, we can actually go then to the questions and your responses.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Ioannis, for this invitation. Well, I'm Bessem Saedi, so I'm research manager at local Labs and I'm the chairman of the Software Network Working Group. And I would like just to highlight that the Software Network Working Group has been elected I mean, as a working group in the new program, name it SNS, now it becomes reliable software network working group. So the journey is still ongoing towards 6G. So, but well, before discussing the 6G, I think uh, it's interesting at least to put the light and to discuss, I mean, the status of the 5G and where we are now in terms of monetization and so on. And this is what we try to... The market is uh, progressing. Well, for the market now, as you know, it's well progressing. So there's a couple of you now public numbers on the web. In terms of deployment, I can say in 5G more or less, uh, this is very important. We have two phases. The first one that we spend a lot of time and a lot of effort to run up the 5G. I mean, to prepare and to get really everything ready for 5G whatever for the devices, for the equipment, for the software, for the communication service provider. So just get everything ready for 5G. So in that area, I mean, the 5G currently is being deployed in many countries around the world. To date, 5G, I mean, achieved very high score compared to the 4G in the last, I mean, if I compare the timing where uh, 5G is launched commercially. So now we, we have more than 1 billion subscribers, more than 300 commercial network. We have in the market also more than 2,000 devices, 5G capable. And of course, okay, we don't forget that the private diploma, also, something also is reaching very good level of penetration and the journey is still ongoing. So this is where we are now. So we have a good penetration. And the second phase after deploying, I mean, the infrastructure and preparing everything, as I said, now we start in the adoption phase and the adoption phase is okay. We built this nice technology and now how we can bring more money, more income for the CSPs. And this comes to the adoption of the vertical use cases, usage that we identified. I mean, during the last five years, about Many areas like the healthcare, automotive, the gaming, the media and so on and so forth. So and those are the vector where now we have to generate the long-term business benefit from 5G. So this is where we are now. We prepared everything and now we we start to, to think, okay, how now we can increase our income and business income from the 5G technology.
0: So deployments uh, targeting uh, the vertical industries are very important. And you mentioned already a couple of them. However, can you let us know how 5G can support in a better way the needs of the vertical industries and uh, present to us uh, a couple of uh, examples from a couple of different verticals to, you know, emphasize the benefits that are expected?
1: Well, basically, I mean, the promise of 5G is the vertical. I mean, we designed the standard, and we designed this new technology to address the vertical market. Since 5G brings on the table some new capabilities, like ultra reliability, low latency, we can manage the massive devices in in an area. And with these capabilities, we are making real many of vertical use cases so in uh, one specific domain in the automotive for example in the automotive until now automotive space they created their own standard in order to manage how the vehicle or the moving object in the road can communicate between themselves and when we put 5G in the loop now we start to see that most of the automotive manufacturer start to see to disrupt at least the roadmap and there's no more than vehicle to vehicle communication now they start to speak about vehicle to infrastructure and infrastructure to vehicle so this is something that i noticed in the last international automobile exhibition that has been organized in munich in early last september and if you connect on the website of uh, this exhibition, you will find many speakers from this automotive that are explaining this disruption. And here we say that, okay, now 5G has to play since, I mean, this automotive space is moving. Since we can now, for example, you can imagine that the infrastructure can send command to the vehicle, can control the vehicle, can control even the speed and the braking. Why we can do this? We do this since we have some low latency and the reliability feature that the 5G brings. So the automotive now we are disrupting this full space. I can also cite some, an example where I contributed in uh, in the experiment in the healthcare domain. So in one of the projects funded by the European Commission uh, named 5G tools. So uh, the listener can refer to the website of the project we try to assess what are the performance of impact or the value, the added value of 5G technology in a surgery room. Imagine the surgery room, we have many medical equipment, we have a lot of cable. We are removing all this cable and we are connecting everything via 5G. And we succeed to merge many signals from different sensor, healthcare sensors, like the echograph and so on. And this is help a lot surgery life, if I can say. And also I can advise also that this vertical space has been a lot of, I mean, experiment that we set up in Europe. I invite also the listener to visit the website of 5GPP where they can find a nice compilation of all the trials that we did within many area. From the automotive, from healthcare, this is what I'm Highlight now, but there's a lot of vertical space, like uh, the city, uh, the road, the port, the mines, and so on.
0: Okay. So, what? So it seems to me that uh, the end users and the verticals realize the benefits that are expected for them when introducing 5G. However, there are many challenges currently still open for uh, 5G. One of them is the monetization how we can ensure that uh, there will be new revenue streams that will support the further development of those networks. So in your opinion, which are the key challenges to push uh, 5G deployments uh, further? And what else can we do in order to assist uh, the speed up of those uh,
1: deployments? Yeah, well, It's very hard, I mean, to answer this now in a few minutes, but let's make a try. Let me first say some, how I can say, some provocative aspect. Usually, when you try to invest in new technology, you have to identify where is the business. And this is what the vertical is doing identify the business use cases and where we can make the new money. And then we invest. And what we did in 5G is something like in the reverse world, in the sense that. The first step is deploying, preparing the industry during the last, I mean, three years for this huge investment that we built, investment in rebuilding the radio, in rebuilding transport network, rebuilding the cloud infrastructure, and even the core. And we hope now that we create the new value of 5G. So we're inverted of how we, we try to do. For that reason, now we are in the stage to see, okay, how we can make this new revenue from this technology and the answer is multi-dimensional multi-dimensional since 5g basically is adopted and is built by adopting the cloud and the cloud native principle and we refactor the full system from the radio part from the optic part from the core part based on this principle of cloud native where we we have this disaggregation of all the component and when we talk about cloud nativeness we talk about the programmability we talk about apis and the thing now that we have all the pieces of our system ready what is missing in the picture that how a vertical or a developer on the top can play with this capabilities so if you and i are developer what we want we want just to use the capability of 5g i i need for example in this area or slice i need ultra low latency more bandwidth so but you don't care how this is built behind you only need this feature in your developer of application so this comes for this, how we make all these 5G capabilities more easy to use, more if I can say that the technical word is more to abstract. I mean, how to make it abstract. And this is something that now we start to see uh, and the community in our industry are working on. And typically in that area, I can cite the TMF Forum and GSMA initiative, by this Kamara project where they try to abstract what we call the network API to a service API so once we did this this is only the first part to get money I mean only to prepare and make the users simple and now behind the question of how to make money to make money you need partner you need platform where easily you can onboard your multi-partner to work on, I mean, on the same platform. And this multi-sided platform is something now, I mean, it's ongoing and to be done. And behind this multi-sided platform is uh, the ecosystem.
0: Let me ask if I understand correctly. There are major initiatives in the industry by those that you mentioned, for example, in order to set up an ecosystem to assist the developers to access the 5G networks through uh, open APIs. So I understand that uh, in Europe, there is a major initiative by the European uh, Commission to support, indeed, all the researchers and associated organizations to have access to the infrastructure and develop network applications to assist in the monetization, as we've discussed, of the 5G network. So can can you let us know what are the key activities undertaken by
1: European Commission and uh, researchers across Europe? So in uh, Europe, we identified in early stage this need for this 5G monetization. And even the future, I mean, when we try to build now 6G. This comes in the heart of the system. So the European Commission funded and put on the table 50 million euros to fund a bunch of projects. So we have, at the end, nine projects that are working in a call uh, since the European uh, Commission, I mean, organized a call on specific topic. And this specific topic was the network application. And the network application is something that it is described before Kamara. It means that the Oh,
0: please, what is the definition you have come up with about the 5G network applications? So everybody understands.
1: This project, so there is nine projects 5G gas, evolve 5G, Viter 5G, 5G Media, Smart Grid, 5G IANA, 5G P Center, 5G use 5G ERA. I mean, only search uh, on the web ICT 41 and they, uh, they will find the link to all this nice project. They try to build this network application and the network application. We come up by a definition that is a middle layer that stay between the developer and the network. So it's a middle layer that it is composed by many pieces. We can find a lot of abstractions there, a lot of repository there, a lot of modeling. Since when we talk about abstraction, we need to abstract by using some model. About the exposure, how this capability are exposed since, you know, in 5G architecture, we introduced a nice function in the core called the network exposure function. So this is the, in order to prepare, I mean, how a third party can enter inside the three, I mean the CSP domain. So the network application is a middle layer where assets from the vertical from the application developer and the assets from the CSP are combined. And we can imagine that all these use cases all the vertical use cases that I am referring to at the beginning of our discussion, Leonis, that if I take an example in the media for the content delivery network, The content delivery network needs some uh, edges, some low-latency pipeline. So if the content provider, he will try to integrate in his offer this 5G capability. So the network application is to package, I mean, the result of this work and to expose it again, that if another application or user or vertical user wants to reuse the same use case, he can just pick, connect to this network application. So behind this marketplace, and he easily he can deploy it and reuse it. So it's the way how to combine both assets to make it uh, more understandable
0: for uh, for the listeners. I guess it's uh, similar to what uh, we're used today with, uh, let's say, applications being available and we can actually download and use. So perhaps something similar is foreseen for such a uh, very high-end applications uh, in the future for the 5G network
1: applications. Is that yes. no nice? Yes, yes. This is the, the right uh, image, uh, Ioannis. But I mean, behind there's some key challenges that should be done. I mean, uh, when we talk about this uh, marketplace and uh, monetization. Uh, what, what key challenges uh, in your opinion? In my view, and uh, after the many discussions that we had with this bunch of projects, in my view, we are facing three main challenges. The first one is, if I can say, is the business model. We are lacking for a clarity for a business model. And the big concern is, we still we don't know what is the killer app for 5G is. We we implemented many use cases and many uh, for vertical use cases in in enterprise, for enterprise market. But still, we don't know what is the killer app. And this is, for example, is the main reason why some of the CSPs today are not investing too much in the edge. The edge is something that it it is part of the architecture that we are putting on the table in 5G and even... It becomes more extreme in 6G, I mean, but the edge needs some investment and we are still lacking, okay, what is the killer app? So this first challenge is the lacking of the business model. Then the second challenge is about the technology perspective. I already explained that the 5G move from the hardware to the software, and we are putting a lot of software methodology in the heart of the system, and we are disrupting everything. We are disrupting how we operate a system, how you manage a system, how you make a life cycle of the system, how you upgrade the system, etc. So this cloud technology is based on the cloud stack. So actually, most of the CSP are investing in this cloud stack, but cloud stack is only the stack. So we need now the people who operate the stack this challenge is about the know-how the know-how in terms of the skills since now we need a lot of new skills if i can say since we are talking about devops we are talking about the continuous delivery continuous upgrade and so on and the way how we receive a new version for example for a software or how the vendor interact with the customer is disrupted so we need some new skills and this is something behind is to hire people and you need to invest in the people and this is the second challenge the third one is the organization structure in my view and i try to explain what is behind so as i said the cloud native design of the system disrupt everything disrupt the way we deliver the software and this behind, we need to restructure, I mean, the organization about the team. For example, if I talk about this microservice, a simple design, how to build the software, you have to use what we call the pizza team. So you need to cluster, to revisit your organization in order to handle this new way of operating the system. So. It's a huge pain point to shift the organization, and most of the CSP are moving now, shifting, but this is, takes time. So, if I can summarize, the hope was clear. I mean, the business model, the technology know how, and the organization are the main challenges to unleash, if I can say, the power of 5G. That's clear.
0: Thank you very much for your responses on uh, the three main uh, challenges. Of course, we understand that uh, it will take some time until uh, 5G deliver on all their promises and uh, they will allow indeed the usage of the network resources by the developers, but uh, perhaps through the activities of uh, all these research projects, we have actually uh, now examples that show how the network applications that we're expecting to be offered will support various use cases. Can you mention some examples of such uh, use cases that you are aware about? And once, you know, all uh, the ecosystem develops the proper know-how and makes this transformation to new organizational models and new business models, we will all be able to enjoy the benefits of the 5G and the new applications?
1: What we try to do in ICT 41, I mean, in this call, the project implement more than 50 use cases. It covers the automotive domain, the media domain, the PPDR domain, transport, logistic, port, energy. So it's diverse so i cannot select one of them but the idea behind this diversity since we i mean if you can say we assess it in many many use cases is to prepare the ecosystem and this is the main objective of this 50 use cases in all these use cases you find an application developer you find a csp you find a third party and many actors behind but basically if the operator is in the heart and why it is in the heart is he has to learn and gain experience how to make economical synergy between all this multi-stack so the entire enterprise vertical for operator i mean now is going more than the traditional telco market if i can say we need to gain this expertise how to do business with this vertical how we can create some market channel for all this enterprise. This is the main objective of this 50 use cases. I cannot cite now, I don't have in my mind, I mean, uh, some specific implementation, but basically this is what was the main objective.
0: But all these uh, use cases that have been uh, examined and all the players that got in contact in order to uh, demonstrate them, or let's say a first generation of uh, the ecosystem of network applications that will support the evolution in the market. I guess all these details and information can be found at the white article that uh, the BioGPVP Group on Software Networks published. At the end, are there any recommendations that you want to uh, suggest uh, as as a group and as a expert of uh, your field so that uh, things will uh, develop in the right uh, direction. And with that, uh, we will close our uh, discussion. So
1: please. We try to touch this question in the white paper, but uh, when we discuss the marketplace and the IPR and the way to monetize, how to monetize the assets. So we we described it in the white paper, many uh, technological solution. But basically, I would like to clarify the complexity of this. So I explained that now we have a third-party vertical. We have a first-party vertical that sits in the CSP to prepare this API, cataloging, and sandboxing, and so on. And we are now in the new age of B2B, business-to-business era. And we are talking about the multi-dimensional and multi-step value chain. And in some times, the operator may stay behind the value chain or stay too level behind to charge a consumer. I mean, uh, the money goes from the application provider or application developer. He receives the money, but he has to retrieve part of the money to CSP. So the model, I mean, not clear uh, since it is multi-sided and uh, uh, and the value chain is distributed. And it is the first time now that the CSP is no more a dump pipeline as we did in 4G. So now we will have part of, uh, if I can say the cake uh, from his in investment for that reason to solve this question, we have some learning curve that, the, that the CSP are, are, I mean, put a lot of, I mean, effort to learn how to develop this ecosystem. And you, and we start to see that some of CSPs are selecting some application developer or in some vertical use cases, basically in enterprise domain. And they try to build together something in order to start to build such a marketplace. And, And even this marketplace could be distributed since the application developer should, I mean, put the CSP capability in his marketplace and vice versa the CSP can also expose the application provider. So this interaction needs time and need to build a large ecosystem. And I think the journey is, we are in in the beginning of the journey. And I I believe that in near future, we start to find our, I mean, um, if I can say Nash equilibrium, I mean, to find where the winner case between all this multi-stack We can expect
0: uh, quite a lot from uh, the development of this ecosystem to develop new use cases and uh, applications, but at the same time, there are all these challenges that uh, you mentioned, you emphasized. We need to educate people, we need to develop the technical know-how to all this community and also to assist in the development of new organizational models and business models as well. And hopefully, once all these are uh, in place, we will be able to take advantage of the full potential of the infrastructure that has been already developed. I would like to thank you so much, uh, Bessem, for all the great uh, discussions uh, we had so far, even as part of uh, the preparation of this White article, and also for your presence here at this podcast. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Ernest. This podcast is brought to
0: you by SNS ICE, an EU backed project focused on creating a collaborative environment for the development and deployment of 6G smart networks and services. The project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon Europe Research and Innovation Program under grant agreement number 101095841.